Investing for the youngins. And, and those that are wondering, uh, you know, Anna's actually paging through the book. It's mm -hmm. very colorful. It's very fun. I, I love what it looks like. So we spoke about needs and wants. What else is covered in the book? So it's needs and wants, mm -hmm. choices. Choices. And then chapter three talks about saving money. Mm -hmm. Chapter four talks about investing. And then chapter five is the conclusion. Needs and wants, we grasp the concept of needs and wants. Mm -hmm. We talk about choices. We talk about after being able to make a choice, can you then be able to save the money? Mm. After saving the money, then can you invest? You know, so basically saving, investing. Welcome to Easy Desert, a podcast by Easy Equities, where we simplify money and investing. No jargon, no complications. Your cool guide to investing. Easy. <laughs> we appreciate it when you take the time to press play on the Easy Desert podcast, your cool guide. To investing. My name is DJ at large. Today's episode is all about making financial education easy for kids. Now, Easy Equities has already simplified the process of opening an account for your kids. And we actually hosted Veronique van Rensburg a couple of months ago, who is the partnerships manager at Easy Equities. And she took us through the entire process of opening an account for your kid. It's quite a simple process. Uh, so definitely rewind back to that episode. But for today, we'll be hanging out with Anna Machaka, author of Little Money Egghead, a book that makes financial education fun and easy to comprehend for children. Uh, it's the starting blocks of money for the young ones. Uh, Anna, welcome to the Easy Does It podcast. Ah, thank you so much for having me, Tepo. Looking thank all you. radiant and beautiful. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> now, before thank we talk you. a bit about your amazing book mm -hmm. and some of the great work that you've done within the financial education space, particularly for young people, I've got a random money question for you, right? Okay. If you could send a money message to your younger self, what would that message be? Considering you're really young. So let's say the Anna who's like 16, 18, what would that money message be? Ah, that's a very great question, actually. Maybe let's rewind to the Anna that is eight. Okay, okay. Eight, yeah. I think I have a story because I'll be very honest. I started having many conscious when I started working and that was like only last year when I was like 22. Okay. I've always knew what money was, but to be money conscious on some, okay, so... I need to save money. I need to invest money. Uh, I only started. I need going, to budget. I need you to know, I need. Yeah. I only embarked on that journey when I was only twenty-two years of age. So, if I had to tell my younger self one thing about money, I would tell her to save it. I'll tell you a quick story. Mm -hmm. So, I come from uh, a township. I come from Atrejul and okay. Mamelodi, right? Okay. So, I used to stay in Atrejul when I was around eight. And my grandmother used to bet Motain. I don't know how to explain it, but it's, it's, like, like, it's a, like a game for gambling. Yeah, it's like gambling. Yeah. It's yes. like, so there's like numbers, and then they, <laughs> they bet. And I'm pretty sure you know what yes, Motain is. Yes. So my grandmother used to bet Motain, and one time, I was like randomly, I was like, Gogo, can you please uh, bet her for me, right? So she was like, all right, cool. And then I, I still remember very vividly that day I bet the number 21. Okay. And then I bet it with five friends. With five friends, I think I got about 140. 140, mm. right? Mm. At that time, 140 was a lot of money. It was money a lot of money. Yeah. And I was, like, I was like, eight years of age. It's like 140. What are you going to do with it? And I splashed that money. Oh my gosh, I won't even play with you. I <laughs> boo-booed the money. I ate the money. And now that I look back, I'm thinking to myself, had I known that I needed to save money, if I started with that 140 and saved it, 
it mm. would have literally been a habit and ever since i would ask my grandmother to like bet for me and on my lucky days i would you know win and i would steal bubula the money <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you know you know I, i'm glad that you you touch on your upbringing and your yeah, grandma in, in actually, particular uh, you know, w- was money openly discussed at, at home never okay never i I'll, you know i'm gonna do this i'm gonna relate every question that you asked me with a story yeah literally so we never had many conversations at home i come from a very humble a very humble home to be honest so we've never had the chance to like talk about money openly so no we never so this one time in my primary school we used to have these conversations there and there so there were people who came and they talked to us about money and saving and all of that and then they gave us these spare boxes to okay. take home the piggy banks yes. so i took a piggy bank home and then i was so determined on some oh my gosh you know what i'm gonna save the money i started putting in the money one time my mother she literally broke my piggy bank. i took the money <laughs> she broke my piggy bank and took the money and i was like what are you teaching me? Are you telling me that saving money is not important? Mm. So that's literally an indicator to say saving money was never a thing in my house. Mm. And having the conversation to encourage me as a young girl to say, it's okay to save money. It's actually a brilliant idea to do so. Mm. It was never there. I'm curious to know, where does this passion then for financial education come from? If money was never discussed growing up, when does this passion come from? You know, when I had a baby... I had a had a baby in 2019. Um, he's now three years of age, actually. Okay. So I knew right there and there that this is the time for me to make the right decisions for him. You know. So when I had a baby, I started thinking forwardly, not just about you know that he actually has food on the table that he goes to a good school. I started thinking about so when my baby is my age. What is going to happen? Mm. And I don't, I don't want my son to grow up and be like me and only learn about having an investment portfolio at the age of 22. Mm. I don't want my son to be like that. So literally, Paco, um, he's actually the main character in the book. Yeah. Paco is the motivation behind everything that I need to start having these many conversations with him. So I don't want my son to grow up and be like me okay i'm not like that anymore but (laughs) you know yeah that's so beautiful because i think many parents struggle uh to talk to their kids about money totally Uh, what do you think is the cause of this i've heard or i've read some research it said at least 90 percent of parents who are financially educated tend to pass down the knowledge to their children Mm. so if the parent themselves doesn't have it then nothing happens. Exactly. Okay. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. So the reason why parents cannot have these conversations is because they themselves don't know about money. We live in a very difficult economy right now. We are in recession. Everything is like terrible. Uh, I've seen the numbers for people who have participated in Black Friday actually dropped. Which essentially means that people don't have the money and you don't have the money. You don't have money conversations. You don't have money saved up. You don't have investment portfolios. So what are you going to teach a child? Something you don't know, you know? So I think that's the the problem that parents don't know how to touch on money conversations because they themselves, they don't know what money is, how to save, 
where to save it what are the avenues that they can explore in terms of saving money and investing money i know a few people who don't ever know about easy equities i'm like dude really (laughs) (laughs) like you are 25 years Mm. you don't know about easy equities okay yes there are other avenues that you can you know platforms that you can use but literally easy equity is like your one-stop you know platform that you can exhaust but they don't know it yeah you know what i've what i've learned anna is Mm -hmm. i think sometimes we're very we're very hard on people Mm -hmm. particularly parents because you know when you speak to some of your parents you realize that money has always been a source of pain and discussion mm-hmm. and fighting and arguments and issues within the household. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I've learned. And so when you grow up, you almost carry that with you. Actually, and now when you have kids, you don't want to talk about money anymore because it's always been, it's always been a, a topic of, of pain. Exactly. It's never been a topic of we've saved so much. No. I've got a tax-free savings account. Mm-hmm. I'm investing with easy equities. And that's what I really love about you. It's almost saying, cool, we never spoke about money at home. Mm-hmm. There's this little one I want so much for him. I need to learn about money myself and figure this out before I get into trying to help my child. And I think that brings me to the most important question. Mm -hmm. How did Little Money Egghead come about? How did this book come about? Uh, It's a very interesting story, Mm -hmm. actually. It's a real life event. The book basically talks about a boy who went out to play in the park and then came back home with a tendered note and wanted to, you know, boo-boo it. (laughs) <laughs> to, those who don't know what pupula is it means to eat yeah. you eat it so one time i wasn't there weird enough so my son is very close with my sister right okay. so my sister had taken them out to go play at a park right mm-hmm. and then they come back and then Paco comes to me and says how uh i'll say it in soto and then translate it comes back from the park like mama get up like 10 rand i was like I want to go buy a chocolate. So basically what he was saying is, Ma, I picked up a tendrant note at the park, so I want to buy a chocolate. And I'm like, ooh. At that point, when he said, I picked up a tendrant note, I want to buy a chocolate, I felt very frightened because I knew right there and there that that was the time for me to strike the conversation. Mm. And I didn't know how to do it. I'll be very honest with you, it was terrifying. And then I came up with an idea. Because he's a lover of McDonald's, right? Okay. He was like, Ma, you're going to buy me McDonald's, right? And I was like... And then I, I knew right there and there that McDonald's was my uh, my conversation start. Okay. So I told him, Boy, if we buy you shares in McDonald's, you know what it means? He's like, no, what are you talking about? And I was like... So if you buy shares in McDonald's, every time you go buy... At McDonald's. Every time we go to the shop to McDonald's and actually buy you a meal or a McFlurry or whatever, or if DJ at large goes in and buys McDonald's, your money grows. And he was like, "Huh? How do you do that?" He's like, "So I'll take a portion of money, I'll put it towards McDonald's. I will borrow McDonald's your money, and then every time somebody goes into McDonald's, so every time you go." to a McDonald's store and you look at someone goes in and out your money grows and then he was like so you mean I can actually like have money by just sitting I know it sounds very bizarre that a but, but, but it's got a lot of imagery yeah because you, when you go to McDonald's you see the drive through there's a lot of cars you yeah, enter like, there's a lot of people there's lots going on so it's it's quite easy for him to imagine yeah so he's like so for every car that passes by that's like a wondering that goes into your bank account and he was like, really? 
I was like, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It took a lot of tries. It's not for him to understand. Yeah, this because concept. remember, he's a three-year-old. Uh. It's a three-year-old. Three-year-olds don't care about anything really. They only care <laughs> about. <laughs> they care about food and playing. They don't care about. But I had to do it, uh. and. It took a lot of tries. So, 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 so you decide to use this as the inspiration yes. for writing the book itself. Yes. So I was like, ah, so this has actually happened. It's like, so I managed to do this with Bug. Okay. So he was the guinea pig, guys. Actually, he's the muse. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, if I manage to do it with Bago, then it's very possible. Why not put it? In a book, put the concept in a book, and just literally get each and every kid and parent to do the same for the so, sake of it. Yeah. So as you're writing the story, you're almost telling him the story and yes. how he reacts and how he absorbs the information, then helps you it's to keep writing the book as well. It's I absolutely love that. So, so who is then the main target of this book? Is is it toddlers? Is it teens? Who, who who's the target of the book? Ages between three and twelve. Between three and twelve. Yes, but I thought about this and I was like, oh my gosh. So now that you're saying ages between three and twelve, are you saying a three-year-old is gonna read a book like this and understand the concept of needs and wants, or the ability to make a choice over money? I was like, no, actually. So essentially, the target market for the book is, yes, children between ages three and twelve, but also their immediate guardians. Uh, the parents. Yes. yes, the parents that will be reading the story for the kids. For the kids. Because it's not just about the kids only. It's also about the people who are going to be reading the book to the yeah. kids. Yeah. You, you spoke about needs and wants. What other money values and concepts does this book teach to kids? It covers actually a few concepts, right? Okay. So one concept is the concept of needs and wants. I remember I only got taught about needs and wants and I was in grade four. Mm. I was around age 10 already, right? And that's already late for, mm. you know, a, a young girl. We want to start as early as possible. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So the book covers the concept of needs and wants. It's okay. in chapter one of the book. Okay. Right? So basically in chapter one of the book, in needs mm. and wants, we are basically um, trying to portray the story of, or the concept rather, of needs and wants okay. to say, what is a need? What, what is, is a want? Okay. You know? And then now that you have understood as a child what a need or a want is, can you then be able to make a choice? So now we tap into a concept of choices in chapter two. Yeah. So in chapter two, we are talking about choices. Yeah. And, and those that are wondering, uh, you know, Anna's actually paging through the book. It's mm -hmm. very colorful. It's very fun. I, I love what it looks like. So we, we spoke about needs and wants. What, what else is covered in the book? So it's needs and wants, mm -hmm. choices. Choices. And then chapter three talks about saving money. Mm -hmm. Chapter four talks about investing. And then chapter five is the conclusion. Needs and wants, we grasp the concept of needs and wants. Mm -hmm. We talk about choices. We talk about after being able to make a choice, can you then be able to save the money? Mm -hmm. After saving the money, then can you invest? You know, So basically saving, investing. So basically three. I absolutely love what the book looks like. For our listeners who are parents, they are guardians, uh, they, they want to get the book for their little ones. Uh, how much is the book? Where do we find the book? Where do we even find you on social media? So we want to know everything about this book. Oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> so the book retails for 150 okay. if you are able to collect it yourself. Okay. We do, however, have a nationwide delivery system. Okay. So it's 200 rents, including delivery anywhere in the country. Right? So if you want to purchase the book and maybe you're in the Eastern Cape or whatever, you can just get in touch with me. Um, on Facebook, I am Thalesa Machaka. 
on LinkedIn, I am Anna Machaka. Uh, maybe I can call up my numbers. You can as well for those that, that, that want to get in touch with you. They want to order the book. Actually. So basically, I'm just saying we are doing direct you're just selling di- Yeah, you're, you're selling direct yeah, to the direct you want the book, you just contact you. Actually. So my phone numbers are 065-92-95003. So to anybody who needs a book can just call me, okay. send me a WhatsApp text on that number. Get me on Facebook. Get me on LinkedIn as well. On Instagram, I am... Ultra high, Belize. Ooh, okay, like that handle. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we've touched on this earlier on, but I want just to elaborate a little bit more on, mm-hmm. on, on parents specifically and a little bit on you as well. Mm-hmm. You know, why is it so important that parents start raising their kids to become financially savvy at an early age? And, and what should parents do to, to prepare themselves as well? I'll start with... What do parents need to do? Uh, before we talk about why it's important. Yes. Okay. So you don't have to be a financial guru to start having the conversation with your children. You just need to, even at the most basic level, just start educating yourself about finances. Uh-huh. Start educating yourself about things as basic as how to open a savings bank account. You know, this information is there. It's everywhere. it's everywhere. It's just to make the effort to learn. Literally. So you just go onto the internet, you learn about saving money. And if I want to open a bank account for my child, how do I dandle it? Maybe with a particular institution. And just, I think the most important thing is for parents to to start educating themselves about investments. Uh-huh. This is an opportunity for them to also you know, have investment portfolios themselves. There's a stigma, or rather a stereotype, or a stigma, that people think you need to be extremely rich to start investing. People don't know that even when you have five rands in your bank account, you can start investing, you know. So I think parents need to make an effort just to know. Like, you don't even need to be... DJ at large and know extensively about money. You don't need to be, I'm not saying I know a lot about money. Even me, I'm at my most basic level in terms of financial education, but I know enough to transfer the knowledge to a child. Mm. And, and what's beautiful is the more you know, mm-hmm. the more you can share with your child. Right? So the more effort you make to budget, to save, to Precisely. invest, to open up an easy equity, the more you know, the more you can then transfer that information. And then you can also make that information fun, you know, such as buying your book or coming up with a little bit of some games around saving and investing Literally. And, and needs. Literally. There is literally more that people can can do with this. So Little Money Ahead isn't just about the children. It's about the the older people as well. Because I've noticed that the information that in this book, even an older person can read and get a lot of insights from it. So I think we as parents, as older people, as guardians, just make an effort to educate yourself about money, even at the most basic level. Because remember, educate yourself make the right financial decisions while the children are watching because children are very they are specific creatures they follow on to what you do they don't That's take so orders. important what, what you're saying is orders. so important i'm telling you if you tell a child to take this thing like for example every time they finish eating to go put the plate in the sink if you just tell them but you yourself every time you finish eating you just put the plate there. They're not going to do it. 
But if every time you finish eating, you take the place and you put it in the sink, they see it as something that is okay to do. So you have to be the example yeah, as, as you the parents have, they, or the Children don't take orders. They follow what you are doing. They literally, they clone what you do. Yeah, why is it so important we've talked about we've spoken a bit about Mm -hmm. what you as the guardian the parent needs to do you need to almost commit to this you need to be intentional about wanting to learn to save to invest why is it so important we need to look at raising a generation of individuals who are going to be better money managers because to be quite honest oh my gosh we suck at managing money (laughs) (laughs) our generation is not doing very well So it's important because we need to start working towards creating a generation of better money managers. Like I said in the beginning, I'm only doing this because I don't want my son to be like me. I don't want my son to not be able to know how to draw a budget or how to invest or how to save the money or how not to spend money when it's not necessary, you know. So I think if I had to sum it up, I would say it's important because we need better money managers. Yeah, we, we need people to save, to invest, to build wealth, to make better decisions Literally. with their money. Right? And to not make the mistakes that we've made and our parents made and our grandparents. There needs to be a change somewhere. We have to. But there needs to be some, some intentional action. Now. We have to. Like I said, some of us come from very humble homes. Mm. You don't have a mom or a dad that has a piece of land somewhere that you can use or a car that's lying around or money lying around to start a business or none of that but if you start them young if i start at a very early age he's like three years and he starts saving money investing money by the time he's my age and he's maybe past wants to start a business or be an interpreter he will have all the necessary resources around him if he saves money by the time he's my age he can buy his own piece of land he can buy his own resources to start a business he can literally have his own capital literally anything so now if you fast forward back to my age and now we are like this he's a better human being than i am because i am stressed i'm stressed right now because i want a piece of land but i don't have the money to buy it you know so that's where we change the narrative Oh, and we have that. to do it now. Ah, oh, that's so beautiful. It's so obvious that you're very passionate about financial education. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you're proving that you don't need to have a PhD in investing. You don't need to be a professional. You just need to have the passion and to want to learn. And that translates so beautifully in the book and mm-hmm. just speaking to you. Mm-hmm. I, I want to talk a bit about the future, right? Um, can you tell us a bit about the Little Money uh, Egghead Start Them Young campaign? I know it's a campaign that you've been pushing. What are you looking to do with the campaign in the future? I'm very excited, but I don't know exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'll be very honest with you. I th- you know, honesty is the, is the best policy. <laughs> <laughs> because now I can't sell you an idea and say, oh my gosh, you know what? We are going to travel all around the world, push the LME Start Them Young campaign. It's a concept. Mm-hmm. As it stands right now, it's a concept. I have ideas in my head of what I want to do with the campaign. Like for example, sitting here and and recording a podcast with you is part of the campaign because at the end of the, at the end of the day the, the main aim of the campaign is to get the word out there mm, to get parents excited to get kids excited exactly to to impact as many people as possible with the book and literally the drive that we have so the LME Start Them Young campaign for me the idea that I have 
behind it is to create events have a painting station, jumping castles, then we have parents coming in. We teach children and parents about money. In the same space, but a fun space. You know, the same way you would have a color run, the same way mm, you would have... I see, I see, I yeah, see. you know, but teach the parents and the children about money in those events. Get parents to open bank accounts for their yeah. children on the spot. I love that. Get parents to open their own investment portfolios and their own and for the children as well open investment portfolios for children as well yeah. using easy equities and all of that so that's the campaign the idea behind the campaign another part of the campaign would be to have a nationwide reach uh, you know where we do school visits where we talk to them about we introduce them to little money ahead we introduce them to you know, the concept in, in essence of what are we trying to achieve with, with LME. So a nationwide tour where we will be teaching children about money and saving it and investing it. Lovely. Last but not least, what are your hopes and dreams for your son, Babo? If, if he listens to this podcast in 20 years time, what money message do you want to give him? What are your hopes and dreams for him? Ooh, that's a... <laughs> I don't know. That is a very... That question makes me a bit emotional. <laughs> <laughs> what are my hopes and dreams for Paco? Um, I think I'll keep on reiterating on the fact that I am from a very humble home. My parents did all they could. They sent me to school. They gave me all the resources that they had. I've used them maximally. I still do, even now, to help me get to where I want to be. With Paco, I hope that Paco will grow to... Not even become half of who I am. I can't even. I can't even put it in words. But if he, if he was listening to me, twenty years from now, I would say, Paco, remember. Oh, I don't know. Like I'm just getting quite emotional because. Oh. You know what I love about this question because it's not just a question for you. It's a question for some of our listeners, well. the parents, the guardians, and maybe that's where we should leave it. It should be. If you could leave a money message for your kid now and they get to listen to this in 20 years time, what should that message be? And ultimately, that's the point of this episode. Yes, it's about a book, but it's about a dream and planting a seed within your young one to start thinking differently about money. Perhaps you didn't have the household where you, you, you openly spoke about money. Perhaps you weren't left a trust fund. Perhaps you weren't uh, given money to study further or to follow all your dreams and goals. But you want the same for your kid. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's the message and the point of this episode. Yeah. Is what money message would you like to leave for your little one? I would say... Paco, with all the resources that I present to you as a mother or both what you get um, from your parents is that use money wisely. Every time you think about money, think growth. When I started learning about finances, I've learned about the concept of compounding that when you start doing things at a very early age especially regarding money you have a compound advantage every time you get your hands on money think about how can i grow it how can i make money work for me and not the other way around when you are older and you start your own family 
make sure that you ka sepedi re re e fang bana ditaola le siele tsona ba dimo abo translated to say leave the knowledge when you're still here don't die with it so i think that's a message from me to bako as well to say when i i had the opportunity to teach you i used it when you are older and have your own family and your own children make sure that you teach them the lessons that i've left for you about money not just your children but be as socially conscious to a point where every time you see a kid preach to them about the ability or the concept generally of saving and investing money oh man that's so beautiful so, yeah. uh thank you so much uh, anna for your time for joining us on the easy does a podcast thank you i i'm getting emotional i'm going to cry <laughs> it's been a beautiful episode <laughs> i mean i'm honored to be here i'm very thankful for thank you so much for for having me and maybe just one word to the listeners as well i think i would echo the same thing as i said to bako i have a quote i will leave them with a quote i had written a quote in 2017 when i started my entrepreneurial journey not 2017 in 2014 my quote says i have a dream that one day the youth of south africa may be freed from a hostage of dependence and that they create a generation of independent individuals through entrepreneurship so in this case we wouldn't say through entrepreneurship but we will say through financial education Absolutely love it. And that's how we come to the end of the Easy Does It podcast, your cool guide to investing. Thank you for pressing play on the Easy Does It podcast. A big shout out to you for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of this episode on Twitter and Insta. Our handle is at Easy Equities.